He was talking like Yoda. He was like, we are all ethereal beings, man. And this is nothing. One man die, all men die. One man live, all men live. And I was like, oh my god, I'm totally oh on my board god. Am I on right Is that Did that just happen? What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 8 of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. Joining me today, two guys, when they're walking through the woods and they find some squirrel flying thing that's made of light they're like yeah i'll bring it into my little cave dave grimma dan colonna i normally ask you guys how we're doing i'm gonna talk about i'm i'm tired today really tired that's good thank you for taking that from us now i don't feel like (laughs) i have to share my my current status well, we need updates. It's like we used to have away messages where we would tell each other. Now, so I never know how we're doing. Oh, so you're away the- messages. Mine were always quotes. It was like, <laughs> I, a gun rack. I, I don't have a gun. What, was it? what is that? I can't even think I know you're a strong It's a gun rack. I don't, I don't even I don't own, own a gun. A gun. <laughs> Yet many guns to necessitate a rack. There you go. That's a little, little failure to launch on that one. So, <laughs> and then I guess Mark was like, really tired. Don't I am me. But you well, you know what's mine. actually funny? Realistically, we now have more ways to update each other's statuses than ever oh, yeah. before. Just choose not to. Uh, mm. I mean, you choose not to. I guess that's true. I, for one, am quite active on Twitter. As as I once told a mutual friend of ours, it's because I'm mad biz. Oh. <laughs> so busy that he can't even say the phrase. It should be good on like a billboard. Busy. It's like a billboard. Dave, I'm mad biz, quote. <laughs> that's a well, business card. I was going to say, like, glad you took the time to discuss with us tonight, tonight's game, before we get to what we're playing in Trail of Tastemaker, Game Club Podcast, tonight's game. Ori in the blind forest, although I'm not sure why it's blind. Question to bring up. (laughs) Uh, But before we get into that, this is a spoilerful podcast. Not that this is a story-driven game, but there are elements of a story, which we will spoil. But before that, Dan, a nice official write-up. What do we know about Ori in the blind forest? You got it. Ori in the blind forest tells the tale of a young orphan destined for heroics, though a visually stunning... Oh, Through a visually stunning <laughs> action platformer crafted by Moon Studios. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's very positively, you know... That's a decent write ...received. Thank you, Dave. Uh, it's tagged as a platformer, it as is. atmospheric, a great soundtrack, and action. I love um, the soundtrack. Kind of strange to me that action would come last. Maybe this list is a little weird, but, you know. Uh, so that's what Steam has to say about the game. Well, uh, I can, can say that it was four years in the making. Microsoft Studios and Moon Studios, they worked nope. together on this. G- getting in the weeds. Release date? Oh. It was <laughs> no. released on April I don't 27th, really. <laughs> 2016. I just like how sometimes you get to like the nitty gritty. But I'm trying to you know, what, give a little information about the game. I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort. But let's say I want to tell Steve, hey, Steve, suck it. Oh, I, I want to know. Well, I'm not going to do that, but... Dave Grimma, start us off. What, what, what is this game? So, Ori and the Blind Forest is it's like a Metrovania type game, right? It's a platformer. You gain abilities. Abilities let you access new areas. It's stunningly beautiful, and um, and people like the soundtrack. I thought it was. I'm with you, Mark. Yeah. I don't see what the big deal it's is. Okay, you know, it's amazing. Um, but you play as a cute little white rabbit squirrel spirit thing i mean Leaf. i think that's the first biggest <laughs> question if we're gonna associate i said squirrel monkey squirrel monkey. squirrel monkey um it's got ears that are like a i mean i would have went with rabbit. A, like uh some like I, i'll see the monkey like the lemur like a lemur Ooh. that's probably the closest animal it gets to right mm-hmm. i don't know what it is it's like this it, it's thing. very acrobatic <laughs> and lemurs i think are pretty acrobatic right yeah, but it doesn't have either. the same. No, that's actually pretty good, Dave. Except Go- the ears are different. Googling lemur. If you look up <laughs> Momo from Avatar, oh, lemurs. Look up Momo from Ava- yeah. Avatar. Momo. Av- if you type in Momo, the first thing that comes up is Momo Avatar. Mm-hmm. That is a very good thing. Oh man, really embarrassing. I just typed in the phrase Momo Avatar, which is really a good idea for a dessert name. 
based on Momo from Avatar. <laughs> Momo and Avatar. All right. Well, like a, would that be like a pop tart in the shape of a, of Momo? Would it be filled with <laughs> strawberry yeah. jam? I think that's exactly what it would be. Oh God! Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we get to off off the rocker, I guess I'll start because it was my pick. Yeah, it was your pick. Um, this game I remember as being a, a PlayStation man. This was always kind of like, oh, it's an Xbox thing. I was like, I'm never gonna get a chance to play it. But haha, let's try it out for Game Club. Um, I'm gonna throw this out here. Best looking start menu ever. Oh yeah, um, pretty absolutely. nice start menu. Pretty nice start menu. Got me off the bat. What do we say? Like, top yeah, five. Start menus? Ever. I mean, as far as start menus go. It's a pretty great start menu. It was less annoying as the first time I hit Final Fantasy VII start menu and like accidentally canceled out of it like seven times because X was back in that game, if I recall correctly. Ooh. That's, that's like Japanese games. Like They always do circle confirm, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I kept going back. I was like, I want to go in. I have to adjust to that every time that I start playing Metal Gear. You know, it's funny you bring that up because it's one of those things that I own, I completely forget until I'm in that situation. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's backwards. Yeah. But I then completely forget about it and I, like, immediately adjust. But I'll never yeah. forget that star menu. Buster Sword looks gorgeous. It's a good-looking Buster Sword. It's very right. big and meaty. Anyway. So, so, podcast. <laughs> so then so eventually, fun. yeah, it's the, the then you hit start and you start playing the game. Um the the story in this game is that like the big driver. I mean, there is a story. So you're like this. Uh, what is it, Momo? <laughs> Let's call him. A, you play he's, Ori. He's you play Ori, who's this squirrel, lemur, rabbit, Momo thing. Yeah. And now I don't completely. Un- here's my understanding of the story. So there's this tree. It's nice. It's yeah. beautiful. The tree is made of light. And he, Ori is part of it. He gets lost. Yeah, like he comes off like a leaf. Right? Yes. He's just like... And that kind of, th- and that throws off the balance. Like he's away from the tree. And mm-hmm. then he gets adopted by this big thingamabob. He's very adorable. By, by Na- Nehru? Sure. Who looks like the faceless character from Spirited Away. Except fat. I was going to say that, um, wasn't there a Pokemon? Who's that big fat one? Snorlax? Yeah. He looks like Snorlax if Snorlax was, like, mad sad if, if Snorlax had a tiny face? Yeah, yeah. tiny face Snorlax. <laughs> so tiny face Snorlax, like, adopts him, and... That's pretty much canon. Yeah, it's pretty canon. And I, I will give credit to, like, this game does, like, a very good job, you know, there's not long exposition, these long cutscenes. They do a great job kind of building these little characters through very kind of short little scenes. So you get an immediate feeling about, mm-hmm. like, this... Small face Snorlax cares very just, much for just, just to let you know, oh, you're smirking. You said you just you just described that beginning as a as a few short little scenes that felt like forever to me. It was probably like four minutes. I, I, I it lost me. Really, it lost me right there. I was like, I don't care. Get to the game. Oh my gosh. god, heartless. <laughs> Dad, did you feel similar? <laughs> Disagree. I'm with you. I thought that. It, I mean, I all right. If we're gonna uh, ask my opinion about the beginning, yeah, I uh, felt like it was kind of slow. But, but I, I I knew that it was an intro, so I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm walking around. And you, and gave, just, you gave it, you gave it. It's due. I figured I wouldn't. That wouldn't be the whole game. There's no way I'm going to spend the whole time walking around as this chunky dude. You know, oh my god! I, I mean, I, I was actually expecting that to be the character because he's on the cover. Um, yeah. I figured he would get more acrobatic by some reason, but he did by being somebody else. But regardless, that's it. Like I was like, oh god, I better not ever be this slow the whole time. I literally um, didn't know I was recording this with the two most heartless men of all time. That being said, <laughs> sir, sir. I know I, f- I feel heartless because I feel like the the game is trying to evoke emotion in me and I, it just wasn't yeah, happening. Yeah, but that's what didn't happen to me. I totally had. I was like, I'm invested. Once that stuff went down and, the, and Naru passed away, I was like, oh, I need to save the forest right now. I was yeah. surprised that. And like, I thought as a job for exposition, it sets up in a very short for courts for most people <laughs> some people are this is what happens when you put too much overwatch you're like i need to be in a match now but yeah. it, you know it kind of sets up this relationship and this caring like this character pretty much gives its life to save little ori ori now realizes that there's there's trouble afoot in this forest i need to set things right and that kind of starts the adventure mm-hmm. um and I, I i'm the only one who finished it i think uh you are but yeah. I, I definitely got uh, to a point where I met another character, but that's about it. The the old leg guy. 
The multiple leg man. <laughs> yeah, and those characters, I guess there's more of them referred to as people who fell to the darkness as opposed to following the light. Mm. And, course, it, and so I'll kind of I'll kind of jump in there like we'll just kind of yeah. like wrap the the story of the game because it is kind of very like one note. So yeah. that character he steals like an item that you need, but they're actually all these characters are nice. The big and that's what kind of the interesting thing about this game it's there are no bad guys, quote unquote, they're animals that are trying to hurt mm. you and there's this corruption in the forest. Isn't there that owl who's mad at you because that- you because it blames you for killing its kids. Yes, and because and, and that that's kind of the big thing, too, right? What crow? The crow that in the second first cutscene steals the light from the main tree, which I'm going to call Yidrasil. Yeah, that's the, the owl. Tree. It's not a crow. That's an, that's an that's it's, a it's crow. A, that's an owl. There's no according doubt to Wikipedia, it's an owl. Uh, it's Wikipedia clearly an owl. Wrong. Dan, look look up a picture in two seconds. <laughs> Open your eyes. It's an owl. <laughs> I am in no way allowed. That's not an owl. He's got his phone. Is it because it's purple? It's a crow. It's not a crow. <laughs> there were crow enemies. It's not a crow. Anyway, the bird. Crow. And Sorry, you kind of find out. Wasn't the, Oh, I was about to make a crow reference. What was it like? Can't rain every day. <laughs> Can't rain all the time. Oh, that's what it is. It's a terrible movie. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> as he dies a little on the inside. That's one of those yeah. movies you go back oh, and watch now. It's not okay. a good movie. Maybe it's like kind of not an owl crow. Uh, it's a, it's an owl. It's a giant um, owl, clearly oh, owl. Oh, it's totally a stupid owl. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Dave didn't understand the beginning. You don't understand birds, clearly. There's no <laughs> Do I look oh, like an aviary oh, I, person to you? Well, maybe I, when I under, we play aviary. I understood the beginning. It just didn't do anything for it didn't so, much, right, I just want to like, talk device. to this a second, because clearly two out of three, right? Like, I guess so. Dave, honestly, truthfully, what deterred you from that like it was just too slow you just wanted it was it was a bit slow in the beginning and i felt like they were trying to like give me some attachment to naru and i understand it was being maternal to ori but i was just like it's a game and it, like i didn't like i didn't i guess i didn't take that leap of like trying to be invested in it and as such i just felt it just landed it landed like it was trying hard to do something, like to be like a Disney film in the beginning. Oh, he's definitely and, doing that, right? And I just, I didn't care for it. I did hear this at the beginning, it compared to Up a lot in the terms of it just immediately makes you feel something. You know, I didn't feel like crying. Like, it was I, very predictable. I, did. I was very you know, sad. Like, <laughs> I actually never saw Up because. <gasps> listen, listen, breathe. I, I can't. That, mo- that movie's amazing. Movie's I want to see burn. it. I want to see it. I just never did. I saw like parts of it, and I feel like that'll make me cry. But it probably. will. But it's probably less predictable, or at least it does a better build, right? You know. Well, I'll, I'm not gonna say it's as good right. up, but it's got that kind of emotional gut check. But spoiler alert: as the guy who beat the game, Naru, not dead, comes Figured. back. Oh yeah. And Ori, well, through some series of challenges, is able to kind of restore balance to the the, the, forest. the forest. And the owl, not the crow, the owl who's very mad at you. Forgives you. Yes, because it did lose some of its children, but in the end kind of sees how hard you are to working. And there is one egg left, and he saves his child. And everything works out in the end. There's some things, but the real story, you know, whatever. That's the story of mm. what it is. I mean, the biggest thing is the gameplay because it's very much a game gamer's game. Um, I know through some just observations, Dave hated mm. this game, so I'm gonna go to Dan first. Dan, mm. you start jumping around, jumping through hoops and stuff. What did you think? Very responsive. Controls mm. are great. Uh, I use the Steam controller. Which Dave so generously got me. Wait, you have a Christmas. Steam controller? Heck yeah. Whoa. I have one of the best friends in the world, and he got that for me for Christmas. Wait, how did... Now, that's like the D-pad and the <laughs> where the buttons are. It's like two circle things. It actually coincidentally looks like an owl's face. Which, huh. uh, in retrospect, maybe I should have looked at my controller when looking at this stupid bird. Possibly. But, um, you know, good game for a controller. I would have been upset. Uh, keyboard and mouse. And, mm. um... Controls are good. Graphics are awesome. 
Um, and it, I love action adventure games, Metroidvania, as mm-hmm. the public calls them. So I, I was very excited to see how big the skills tree was. Mm. And um, I was like, oh, there's a whole game here. Because there's, you know, a lot of games that have, like, felt like they should be longer mm-hmm. have been, like, 10-hour experiences. Which, you know, good. But it's nice to see a game where I feel totally still at the beginning of, even though I put, like, two hours, three hours into it, maybe. So, um... That delighted me. So I yeah. think I'll actually stick with it for that reason. Because yeah. uh, And on that note, like, I think I, Dave and I share this kind of problem we, uh, not having Steam controllers. Right. Like, I plugged mm-hmm. in my PS4 controllers from my computer, mm-hmm. and there is kind of a learning curve because it uses the Xbox interface, which you don't have on your controller, so you're right. not really mm-hmm. exactly sure what buttons are going to match up with what. And, and I think the mapping is wrong, like, because certain things are in places where you would normally put buttons. Yes. Yeah. And there I, was, I do. Mm, I actually resorted to going to keyboard and mouse because of that. Oh, oh interesting. I, were the controls? Uh, did you fight with it at all? How did it feel? I I made it work until I hit a point where I mean there was the one biggest thing was uh, to like grab an object was ended up being like left on my uh, on the deep. Oh, no, on my right analog. Oh, left on your right analog. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah this is click in R three. No, you have to literally just go left, and that's grab. That's not move. It's grab. Okay, so then that's... it was – I made it work until I hit a point where you get a – like a charge jump. And then once mm. you get a charge jump, there's an, the way – there are certain things where you now need to grapple onto a wall, hold it, charge jump off it. And, uh. the, and the way it was interfaced normally on the controller was not functional. just didn't that's... work. Mm. So yeah. what I had to do was download a third-party software uh-huh. to remap all the controls, and then yeah. I made it work fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it just it yeah. hit a point where, and because literally I I typed in, or in the I blind had... forest can't charge jump. It was like, oh yeah, this is what you need to do because everyone hit this problem. Yeah, I um I had looked at the controls early, and I was like, there are things that I'm not going to be able to do. I recognize that. That's why I went to mouse and keyboard because mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I can do this for now, but it looked like. It may have been the charge jump ability or something, because I was seeing it being those those buttons were obviously mapped to some awkward con- configuration. Yeah, I mean for the most part it worked, but there were disappointed where it's like this is not feasible. So then, how did so did you feel it was very responsive playing with the mouse and keyboard? No, it was fine. It's just not something I've done a lot of. Mm. I haven't really played many pl- platformers mouse and keyboard. I, I think it, that's one of the most unnatural game types to play on mouse and keyboard, you know? I would agree. Strategy it, games, it works. Shooters, it definitely works. But, like, really twitchy gameplay, I think, is mm. it falls short. Yeah, like a super um, meat boy or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm, what what uh, what were your guys' difficulties? What did you play on first? Normal. <laughs> I'm a Dave. normal kind of man. I was going normal just because, you know, until I knew what I was getting into. Like, yeah. if I was really enjoying it, I probably would have went to hard. Mm. Then I... I never really got there. I don't know. I don't know why, but I started on hard. And probably I probably because you're you hate your you hate yourself. I was just <laughs> like, I'm a good platform gamer, and mm-hmm. you take damage more. I think. Yeah, we think that's like the biggest thing. But you really like the hardest thing about this is the platforming. This yeah. game is for a game. It's a uh, hiccup. Excuse me. Like for a game that really kind of sets up that is this kind of beautiful picturesque kind of sweet story about an animal it's almost kind of feel how much i feel like it almost had kind of like a genesee vibe like when you think of like early platformers like 2d platformers mm-hmm. this game is hard yep it is brutally sure. difficult and did anyone take a look at their death count when they stopped playing uh, i'm actually in the hundreds now you're in like the hundreds 137 at this point dave do you have any idea what it is um, no, mine's got to be real low. I gave up very, very quickly. Oh, uh, when I beat the game, I just checked before we we started. Six twenty five. Oh man, six hundred twenty five. Nice. And to be fair, like, did you guys um? What was that game? Limbo. Anyone ever play Limbo? Mm-hmm. Yes, I played Limbo. Did you I like it? Like five minutes of it. Uh, Dave, where were our on. thoughts on Limbo? I like Limbo's okay. Did you feel like it was unfair? No. Oh, all right. Like, there was, like, I feel like... I know, I never got to the levels which I've heard about. Like, there's, like, that one level that's completely in the dark. Mm. And you have to, like, go by sound. That's a bonus uh, one. Like, that's, like, you don't need that's to That's a do bonus that one. one. That sounds like it's, that sounds unfair. Oh, it's extremely unfair. But I feel like there were certain, like, threads between it where I felt like in this game, 
you needed to die at certain points to kind of teach you, okay, I need, it's like almost like trial and error. You're trying to figure mm. out, okay, this is the way to get through this. And I normally, I just don't really like those kind of games because I just always feel like when you die, it's because you did something wrong. It's not like because you're learning. Like, and I get that's a, people, some people don't have a problem with that. I just find myself always get frustrated with those kind of games. And I thought this was an interesting where the whole save mechanic is you have your health. So you use your health. Mm -hmm. You have like this projectile you can shoot, but you can also use it to create your own save points. And I thought that was fair a lot of times because it's like once you hit a section, it's like really, really hard. You can pretty much dictate, okay, I'm setting a checkpoint here. I'm going to do, I'm going to try to minimize the amount of time that I'm going to lose with each death kind of seeing where my, my troubles were. So I felt like that was fair. Yeah. But at the same time, I had so many moments where I was like, I would love to punch a baby in the face right now. <laughs> Just yeah. massacre somebody's face. Yeah. Well, the, big, the, the biggest thing about that, I think, was like a, a, a weird learning curve to wrap my head around because other games give you checkpoints before you're about to hit what they view as a difficult mm. portion of that level. Mm. Right? So you like because I I hear what you're saying. Keep going. Keep yeah. Going. So you're deciding that. So the only way you're going to learn that is by screwing up in this one spot that seems easy until you fail 15 times, and then you're like, okay, I'm not doing this backtracking again. This area is safe. It's closer. I'm going to stop yeah. here. Save ish. I guess you, you open up a soul portal or whatever. Soul. Soul sink. link. Soul link. Mm. And um, I mean, on that, that's a cool mechanic. It's got its own achievements to open. Uh, I said achievements because I looked at my achievement hunter band. I meant to say abilities. Uh, you know, so that helps you. But yeah, like you have to decide where to put your checkpoints. And I thought that was kind of cool. A little frustrating because you don't get told that really. You just get yeah. told how mm. to do it. Not that you have to figure out. <laughs> you want like an alert? Uh, you might want to. <laughs> you might, you might want to soul link now. Well, there were. When games do it's that been too. a while since he soul linked. Yeah, maybe think about soul linking. <laughs> well, there, there were those points where, like, when you do hit like a, a major moment, like you're trying to the whole plot is centered around you're trying to mm. these three specific points, one based around water, wind, and fire. When you're trying to restore them, when you do mm. hit certain points with it, it will save for you. But for how cool? What were you guys like? I'm sorry. How cool would it be if that game? tied into like let's say the way Bloodborne or um the Souls games where you could see like the blood stain. Oh, and you see where people So you can wrong. know oh I should I better save now. I mean that there are a lot of blood stains over here. Probably <laughs> like that would him. make sense, you would think. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. in Mario Maker when you fall and you see like all the other X's all the X's fall next to you. It's like okay that's a bad spot. Yeah, and I can, I can imagine this entire map is just filled with them. Because there are – and that was, like, the frustrating points where, you like, you do, like, not think about it. And you get a, you get by pretty far, and then you find yourself, like, in a very tough situation. Like, oh, okay. And you know that was going to happen. But then you find yourself having to backtrack a lot because you didn't save after a while. So I thought mm. it was fair. Once you kind of had it in your mind that you needed to do this, and there are enemies – like, you do kind of find so many points where you never feel like... It's not like a Resident Evil with, like, ink ribbons where you were like, oh, God, I, I can only use this so many times. You you can use it pretty liberally. Um, but just out of curiosity, like, Dan, uh, kind of... You mentioned before, like, so would you consider yourself, like, a platformer gamer? Yes. I, I definitely love platformers, and I especially love platformers that let you shoot. Mm. So, hmm. you know... Certain I, other ones come to mind. So when I got a chargeable attack, one could say that I got pretty excited. Mm. And uh, that was, you oh, know, he, it, this game definitely hit a lot of notes. You were just man. straight up Mega Man again. Oh, huh? man. Well, oh. once, actually, the game's mechanics do help you a lot. Like the sign, I guess it's how you would pronounce it. Navi. Let's just say See, it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's just put that one in the world. It's Navi. The little fire spirit. Yeah, right. that thing. The blue. Me, yeah. That's another thing that I don't like about this game, well, by the way. Well, I'll uh, just say my point, and then you can... I want you to yeah, talk go, about that. Go ahead, go ahead. Sign moves over to an enemy to mm. kind of position itself in attack range. So when you mm. go to charge, it's like, I'm going to be in his face for you. And I thought that was kind of... Yeah, it's like, it's really like a... Like, the combat is there, but it's not... Yeah. It's it's not putting a lot of wrinkles to where it's like, this is going to be hard. It's really just kind of... Yeah. A little side note, but anyway, we go sit down. 
I was gonna say like that's one of the what was one of the original turnoffs for me was that combat mm. system. Like, is that really a combat I, system? I like I love like Guacamelee. Uh, which is another Metroidvania, right? Yes, I would say so. And, and Castlevania Symphony of Night is one of my favorite games. True. Which is... But, like, those games, I feel like, require you to be good at the combat. Mm. I don't want to just sit back and, like, try and be somewhere safe and let this little thing do the fighting for me. Yeah, and it's... It, like I said, like, I agree. It's kind of... It's very much an afterthought. Like, the challenge... There's no fights that are like, I need to hit this X amount of times or do damage to something that's not where the difficulty lies it really mm. is navigating this forest that is full of yeah. crap that will kill you yeah. a lot of times yeah. um did anyone ever find themselves getting confused about where to go i was uh i was fine with that i still think i'm kind of on the right track the game does tell you where on the map you have to wind up and you can kind of infer that from the mm-hmm. unopened map where you might have to go if you yeah, don't have a map chart do most parts of the forest look the same? Because I didn't get that. Uh, no, it changes up. There's one part that I got to that uh, I knew to go back to immediately because I got the, the wall climb. Um, mm. That is totally different than the other two parts that I'm in right now. It's like a blind room. It is like dark. It's called the blind hollow or something. Yeah, that's and... that's when you're going towards the second. And like that's that's an interesting area where like the forest changes depending on like certain things. It is like they're. I think they do a good job of making all the areas feel very distinct. Yeah. But there are those tricky points. There were like two or three times where I see the circle, but it's in a part of that's unlocked on the map, and I'm right. not exactly sure how am I supposed to get there. Like mm-hmm. I know there's these routes I haven't. So it really turns into what routes haven't I checked yet? Right. And then you know going back to like that Metrovania kind of style, it's like the whole map yeah. really is open, but it's yeah. you can't get to certain areas until you get certain abilities. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 the gist of yep. those games. Metroidvania one hundred and one, right? Like you know, you can't yeah. run through the wall until you get that speed run ability with Samus. Boom! You know, I actually never stuff. played Metroid, so I, I well, the, the beautiful part about those games, and I, obviously, obviously, since there's a whole genre now, is that those two specifically made it so obvious to you that you need an ability that kind of looks like this color to open up mm-hmm. this door. Like, you knew your missiles would open up a certain door because your blasters didn't. And I think this game did a poor job of telling you what you would need, maybe. Like, there are cracks that are blue, so maybe you need to use your blue blast, but you hit it with your blue blast and it doesn't work, so then you learn you get a charge. That works. You know, and it- vague. I'm glad you bring that up, because Dave, you me- mentioned Guacamelee, and I think that was like one of the great things about that game was there were four abilities that were all tied to a color, so you knew seeing the color, it's like, okay, I need that ability to open mm. up this thing, and there were points that's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be able to get up there or not, maybe, maybe not, and, mm-hmm. and going back to like the kind of getting lost, and I feel like this is, you know, like a, there's a lot of times I know people complain it's like i'm so tired of developers treating me like i'm an idiot like extra extra junk like duh i know how to do this but then there are times where it's just like wow i'm too dumb to do this like you know i remember Mm. um was it dead space 2 maybe i think dead space 2 did it i know bioshock infinite did it where if you don't know where to go you clicked in r3 and it would show you a line and i know like with overwatch where they're trying to show you where to go it's kind of looked like that like i like Mm. Especially now, you know, we're older. We don't have as limited time to play all the games we want. I don't want to spend my time trying to figure out because just game design isn't super obvious to me. Like, it's actually one subtle thing. I always thought was brilliant with The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. If, it, you, if it was yellow, you were supposed to climb it. And it was one of those, it was very subtle. It fit in with the world, but it was assigned to you as the gamer. It's like, okay, I'm supposed to climb that. Like, I, this game had those things where, like, Dan, you were saying, some things were just not obvious to me. Oh, I should be able to do that. I just didn't know. Yeah, and Guacamelee is a great comparison, right? Because those two games are the same sort of, I would say, the same era. Like, mm. um, especially modern they were kind of platform. Made, yeah, they're, they're definitely mm. grandchildren of Metroid and Castlevania. So it's, mm. I think it's applicable. Um, the, the thing about that is that you don't think, oh, I got this ability... Let me go find that one thing that I wanted to get into really badly, and I couldn't. Yeah. And that's – they don't draw those relationships as much, but they do that at the expense of a beautiful game. So maybe they didn't want to, like, sully up the landscape with, 
a completely obvious glowing box that said yeah. use your super jump here. So it's arguable, but you it know, definitely does lose that. On that point, it's like it's interesting. Like you bring that because I forget my percentage. I was I was probably around seventy percent of everything like discovered when I finished the game. Yeah. The motivation to actually go back and start finding all those areas, I didn't mm-hmm. feel like a big draw. Like, really, what you're going to get access to are, like, larger orbs, which give you new abilities. But you don't need them to beat the game. And the game knows that because it's not going to make you find everything to defeat the challenges it's going to present you anyway. So it's like, even though, like, I had, there were certain times where I was like, okay. Like, there's one point where you get a leaf of uh, the leaf. Uh, a feather of the owl, not the crow, the owl, and you can now float up to things or you can, like, right. kind of glide through the air. And I immediately knew some areas, like, oh, that's how I can get to those areas. But I didn't really care enough to actually go back and find them because it's like, right. okay, I'm just going to get an orb that's going to give me more abilities. But, like, the combat's not hard, so I don't really need those. And the save points yeah. are functional, so I don't need those. So I felt like the, the mo- like when you talk about, like, a Mega Man or something like that, like heart tanks and things like that, it's like, oh, this is a real big motivation to go get those. I didn't really, I agree, I didn't really feel that in yeah. this game. And it's kind of weird, too, because, like, there, I think there's some optional bosses in the later Castlevania games. Mm. And um, those would be well, great, I think, in this situation, right? Because you get all these abilities, you want to use them on something that you couldn't otherwise beat. Well, you don't have to, but if you do... That's what I was just going to ask, because, like, because in... In Symphony of the Night, there are, like, four different endings. Like, and unless you do everything and complete the inverted castle, like, you don't get, like, the true ending. Yeah, one of the most brilliant, like, mm-hmm. plot twists. Like, inverted castle! Um, now, and that's actually the, the topic of boss fight. That's, like, another thing that I think kind of hurts this game, that there is no boss fight. Like, the the combat is very kind of secondary, and the biggest thing that's closest to a boss fight... Um, Dave, you didn't get to the water tree, right? Nope. So Dan kind of, like, that chase scene. Yeah, um, you're trying, the chase yeah. scene where you're chasing the weird guy? Not the weird guy, where you're, like, trying to get out of the the water tree, and it's, like, the water's rising, and you have to, oh, like... I, jump. I must be right before that. Because, oh, all right. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm probably going to get to it, but I'm definitely right before that. Well, yeah, so basically the, the substitute for a boss fight is when you restore one of the trees, you need to get out, and there's always something that's, like, well... You don't have, you can't take your sweet time. You need to get out. So in the right. water tree, there is this water like rising, and you're ve- you have to be very precise. Right. If you make one mistake, you, you're dead, and you do have to start over the sequence. There is no kind of okay, I made it this far. Let me do a save point. You have to start from the beginning. Um, the wind uh-huh. one sure does not remind me. I, like I knew it was there. What, oh, I- what would have happened? What happens? Like, what are they trying to say happens to Ori if you don't... Well, it's like, he just dies. Yeah, he doesn't succeed. Does he become part of that tree and therefore he can't wake the whole forest? Well, I guess just the, the forest forever becomes blind and everything dies because mm. he died. Mm. But, like, and then the fire one, you're, like, getting attacked by the owl thing. So you have to kind of, like, see he's chasing you through this thing. So that's, like, the closer for the boss fights. And I they were not... Uh, satisfying the 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 ratio of satisfying to beat versus frustrating to perform much more frustrating than I thought than satisfying like when I finally beat it it was more kind of okay finally not like like the Dark Souls ish yes Mm. I beat this boss like there it's just not there because especially is there's no okay maybe I could try this maybe I could try that different tactics mm. there is a very very specific path and way to take that path that you need to figure out and if you don't do mm. it you die that's right, basically yeah. it um difficulty wise like i said i thought it was really hard and i don't feel like there's a real spike it really is it's hard and it stays hard and never gets really harder it's just what you're doing is with different stuff i thought so they they mold your next experience based on the ability that you just got. Yeah, and it does do a good job, but that's like, okay, once I got, like, that grab wall, like, you can clearly see the next sequences. You need to be using that. And, like, the enemy placement sometimes would get tricky, but other than that, it was just... It never got impossibly hard, but it was never easy, and I felt like it just kind of consistently stayed that way. Um, I don't know, Dave, did you just kind of felt like... This is I'll BS. Say, I'll tell you. Exa- I'll tell you exactly how I felt. I felt like I felt sad. 
Oh. I felt sad because I know if this game came out in the 90s and I played it then, I would have loved it. Mm. Like, I... Because back then, I feel like action-adventure platformers were, like, all I played. It was, like, Earthworm Jim. I, I was... How many times would you just go rent a game? Even if it was awful, I spent a good long time playing it. Like, I used to love that the Hook game. Hook game? You know, the... Oh, my God, I do remember that game. And you have to... The first board... On the Super NES. With the Lost yeah. Boys and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I used cut. to play... Um, I, I said Earthworm Jim, right? And then there was another game, like I would even played like those uh, weird one-offs, like Gex, oh stuff like that. Gex. You know what's funny? And, uh, you ever read what the story of Gex is? Answer the Gecko. No. Oh my! Keep talking, Dave. I'm gonna read you the story description of Gex, but keep going. I think there was also James Pond. James, James Pond. Pond. <laughs> oh my God! Those games had um, the best titles. Yeah. Um. But I, I feel like I would have ate it up. I felt like I, it would have. This game would have wound up being like one of my favorites. But due to the boring enemy design, everything just looked like purple blobs and a lack of combat animation. It was I was just bored. Also, the story was just extremely obvious. I thought from like the get go, like the forest is dying, you're gonna save it. Right. I'm like I liked this game a lot better when it was called Okami. Oh Ooh, man, sing. that's a good. That's a really good point too. Because now that I'm thinking about it, the sword that you have. Floating above your head does look a lot similar with the way it like dashes out. Yeah, right. Mm. Interesting. Wait, real, real. Before we get back to the point, because I think that Okami. that's a good, nice place to end up. This is the story description of the first Gex game. Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. Okay. Because what do you remember down. of Gex? Lizard guy. Lizard guy who bounces on his tail. Right. And he was <laughs> suave as f. Go ready? on. Here we go. Gex and his family yeah. live in Malibu, Hawaii. His mother <laughs> raised him and his three siblings while his father worked at NASA. One day, Gex's mother gets a phone call saying that Gex's father and his co-workers had died in a rocket explosion. Rather than grieving, Gex bottled up his emotions and sat from the TV. Gex's mother decided that it was time for a change. She told the whole family that they were moving to California. Week after week, Gex watching TV, his mother decided to take action to sell the TV. This infuriated Gex so much that he decided to leave his home and never return. For the next few months, Gex slept in his friend's garage and made money by doing odd jobs. This is, this is what the game's about. One day, Gex's mother found him and he had fantastic news. Gex and his family had inherited over $20 billion from his late uncle Charlie. With the money, Gex bought a mansion back in Hawaii and the largest screen TV in the world. As seen in the game's opening, Gex was watching in his enormous TV one day when a fly buzzed by his head. Gex flicked out his tongue and swallowed it. Unknown to Gex, the fly, in quotes, was actually a metallic transmitter. Suddenly, Gex's remote jammed when the TV went blank. A huge hand shot off on the screen and grabbed Gex by his necks and pulled him into the media dimension. The cold claw belonged to Rez, the overlord of the media dimension, who had intended to make Gex's new mascot and conquer the world, and then he has to escape the TV. I do remember that the different boards were like channels. Wait, what the like, heck? Or different is TV this? or different TV programs. Gex is a gecko. Gex, yeah. yeah. The whole thing, he's a gecko. There's no transformation. He's just a gecko with a regular domestic yeah. life. Of everything yeah. I read, that's okay. the point you're getting held up when on. We started talking about jobs and NASA. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, like well defined. I'm like, I really? was just imagining <laughs> a kid, a young Gex in a. It in leaves a out the fact that he's a gecko the whole time. Oh, he, why else would he flick out his tongue? That's the floor? only thing. <laughs> I would like to think he's, in, I think he's inferred. Anyway. That's when I was like, oh, wait, he's already a gecko. But okay. I, I think Dave's point's a good place to start wrapping up because I, I, it's interesting seeing, like, platformers over the years. Like, yeah. platformers used to be, like, the first-person shooter. It was the, the, mm. the entry point for everybody. Everyone it was, like, played. the baseline of every game. Yes, yeah. that was the genre that we understood. It's like, I need to jump from place to place. Mario and Mario Brothers. and they and they because of the way it felt like it was just perfect. It was like a perfect right. game design. And that never made the jump <laughs> back when there was only one set of controls, just the D-pad, just the and D-pad one dimension. and one the dimension second. and people got it. Hey, Amory accepted my friend request. Sorry, side note. <laughs> well, I realized good. I wasn't friends with her. Anyway, um <laughs> and I think when we made the jump to 3D as an industry like it transferred, but not in the same way. Like, what's the mm. best 3D... What's, like, regarded as the best 3D platform? Like, Mario Galaxy? I, you know, I still like 64 the best. I think that's a nostalgia I'm, thing, though, I wonder. Yeah, I'm sure. 
But it, it was mean, kind of that idea. Yeah. What were we going to say, Dan? I'm sure Galaxy... Because the camera is very awkward in 64. So I'm sure Galaxy is probably up there. As, as I mean, I can't think to, of anything else that's kind of regarded... I know, Dan, you love Jack and Baxter. I, so much. <laughs> but in terms of, like, control, it's not finely tuned. Like, Jack and Baxter? You like those kind of 3D platformers. Like that... Uh, what about what you just played? You just played Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, like that's not really about the platform, and that's really about the the combat. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those games, like that, are really purely platformy. That are three D. Uh, let me say this right: Would we agree two D platformers generally better than three D platformers? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh huh. Hundred percent. And I think Mainly that's because why, like, it's so it's so hard to gauge a certain jump because three D feels weird. Even yeah. now. There's too many what about, factors. What about, uh, what's it called? Mirror's Edge, where it's a 3D first-person platform. Well, according to, I was just telling Dan when you, when you were upstairs, Catalyst came out, Metacritic 72. Not so great. Mm. Oh, that's what you said. You didn't say Mirror's Edge Catalyst. So I yeah, just, I did. I didn't hear you because I ignored you, so that's, that's my bad. Oh, okay. That's why I just ignored you. <laughs> all right, so no, we, we're talking about... If Dan didn't hear you, you didn't say it. Oh, so, of course. All right, it sounds like... We're all pretty much. We have our thoughts out for Ori. I don't want to end it mm. yet, but I, it's, we're talking about Mario sixty four. So I think yeah. it's time to. What well, is this review time? How we? How do we? Close well, let's give our final stamps. Game? Yeah. So okay. I, can, uh, I would like to say one more thing. Okay. Got it. Go <laughs> okay. for it. If if I may interject, I was just thinking that like nowadays when it comes to at least when it comes to me, my opinion is that like I feel like nowadays all I want is all gameplay. Like Destiny or Overwatch, and like very little, like no story. Ouch! Or I want like all, all story. story, and it's Firewatch, it's oxen free. Where like the point of it isn't really the gameplay; it's just like because I Tell feel like a not a lot of games are doing the pacing between gameplay and story well outside of like Naughty Dog. Yeah, see, that's the thing, and I think that's a that is an interesting. I think that's been the dilemma for the last ten years. It's like you want to be able to do both, but so few games do both well. So it almost kind of feels like unless you're Naughty Dog, you should try to just pick one or the other. <laughs> but Dave, so like your final thoughts? You you hated everything about this? No, I would I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're in love with Metroidvania type games, I would still suggest it to you. I am very particular. Like I I don't even like to call them Metroidvania games because I don't like Metroid. Mm. I'm like I'm like it's a Castlevania game. I'm like well, Metroid does the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to give it credit. Just, oh. just to touch on that, that Thank whole God. Metroidvania genre is definitely like that. Is the other side of it. I played Metroid first, so mm. I feel the way Dave feels about Metroid about Castlevania. Suck it, Dave. <laughs> so any, anyway, I guess I'll keep, keep talking. Go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. So I liked it. You know, I definitely liked it. Um, knowing that the game kind of stays the same now that I've heard. Your your end result. I am a little less inclined to move through it because I, I know Metroid changed a lot as you played it, and it also called back to the skills you knew. And I know Castlevania does that too. I do like Castlevania, and um, I think that made those games special because you're not playing the character that can wall jump now and then shoot a burst shot later. You're playing the character that can do all of it mm-hmm. at every single moment, and then you get the next ability, and then you're doing that and the other stuff. So, you know, the fact that it kind of misses that mark is a little lame. But it was great. You know, it was gorgeous. Um, it drew a relationship well, and the controls were good. So I think it's definitely worth playing. Um, I'm still going to see if I can, if I want to play it. I'm going to pick it up again and see what happens. Mm. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. Good game. Boom. Yeah, like, I like to too. Like, I would never, ever consider myself a... I like platformers. I'm all. About, I'm not. I really. That's one of the mm-hmm. things that's actually. It's taking me a while to kind of just accept about myself. I'm not a big platformer guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the emotions evoked in the beginning. It's an absolutely gorgeous game. It feels great playing it. It's very tight. But I like kind of Dan was saying. I, I did find it a little disappointing. It's like there is no kind of. You, although you feel like you're getting more abilities, it doesn't really feel like you're asked to kind of put them together in interesting ways it is very this is what i'm expecting you to do in this area you just need to figure out what to do it there's not a lot of room for improvisation i feel like and i think if if for people who are really into those kind of gaining new abilities exploring a 2d space 
like they'll and like kind of searching, getting little items and nooks and collectibles and things like that. Like there's not collectibles, but there's like those orbs to collect. I think they'll like this, but if you're not into that, I think it's a good experience. But I wouldn't say like I'll remember Ori, but I'm not going to be like, oh, Ori, tell me, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. So yeah, cool. So is it me? Probably. Is it just like my? Is it that I have so little patience? I think it's it's fair I mean not for Fallout I mean I can't finish that game because it's, I just don't have the patience to deal with a, a quest that takes two hours no and that's what's interesting about and I think when you compare video games to other mediums that there is like for reading a book like you, you read a book like for people who are very very little patience for things they, they tend to you know kind of very very narrow their search like with movies it's like if some people really like a, a long exposition some people need the action like for us, it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like, do you, you know, I thought you said it well. It's like some people who are really, really into story, they just want that, or some people are really, really in gameplay and things that muddle in the middle. If you don't have, I mean, it's like if you don't want it, you move on to what you like. And there's so many games out there that will immediately get you with their gameplay, and this mm. wasn't one of them. That's actually a, and on that note, it's like I'm really glad that Square is doing what they're doing with Final Fantasy VII. Because I feel like I would be disappointed <laughs> to go back and play FF7 the way it was originally and just be like, this is taking forever. Yeah, it does take forever. I'm going to yeah. tell you. I, I don't realize that it's just because we're different people now. Or we don't have that kind of time yeah. anymore. It's also yeah. like, I, I don't want to play. I think we've had this conversation before. There's definitely a repeat, but fine. I don't want to play the same game again. Even if mm-hmm. it's pretty lot. Like... It's so mentally boring. I, I want to swing that sword. I want to shoot that gun on his arm. I want Barrett to be me mm. for a minute. I don't want to tell him, go attack. Do well, it. it's the balance. Get, between... get in the back row. Make sure you get <laughs> back, back there. Cloud, use lightning. Go. Unless you use and the atomic it, scissors and then you go up. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm open to the growth of games that engage us more. So I, I can definitely see where Dave's coming from. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the it's 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 a balance, like everything. Yeah. Yes. All right. So a pin in Ori and the Bind Forest. Uh, mixed, mixed yeah, among definitely her. Definitely mixed. Bag. Mixed reviews. Mixed um, second epic. Uh, second part of the show. We usually like to chat a little bit what we're playing. Uh, Dave Grimma, Grumpy Gus. What are you playing right now? Grumpy Gus. Grumpy. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> We could pull up the GIF if you want to. <laughs> Smite and Overwatch. <laughs> Smite and Overwatch. That's all I play. So right now. Dave loves the Smite game. Please tell. All right, I'm so tell over us about the last time. Yeah. Let's talk about Overwatch. Let's talk about. I don't want to talk about oh, Smite. Let's man. talk about Overwatch. I thought I was really going somewhere with that. <laughs> give us your. Give us your your go to characters in Overwatch. I mean, it all depends on the scenario, Mark. It's an attack. It's, You're attacking. Uh, it's, uh, if, if I mean, if if it's on attack and I have my my choice, I'm gonna start with Genji. Really? Yeah. Mm. Dave, Dave's always been Gray Fox in my eyes. That's fair. I, I love me some Genji. He's just so versatile. I feel he like a, I want to be good with Genji. I'm not. He's no. Mm. Try it again. Like I tried it the first time. I stunk. I tried it the yeah. second time. Totally awesome. No, I'm, I'm I used bad. to. I used to be. A crappy Genji player, and that made me sad. Mm. My my KD ratio used to be in the point five, and now I'm almost up to two. There <laughs> you go. Solid. Well, why yeah. do you think? Because I think what's interesting is I think right now, pull back the curtain. Who knows? We'll actually release this. Overwatch came out like three weeks ago. Why? Yeah. Why are you so hooked in, Dave? It's just. I mean, the. I mean, for me, whenever you can play a game for an unknown amount of time and just feel like you get the, the full feeling of it, that's that's a good that's a good thing. Mm. So like, that's my problem with, with uh, Fallout, is I'm like, I'm not going to get anything out of Fallout unless I am, I'm ready to invest three hours. Yeah. You know? I totally get that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a game you can kind of pick up. See, that's my problem with Destiny. It's like, I like it, but if I'm not playing it consistently every night, I'm not getting the full experience. Mm-hmm. And that that's where I feel like Overwatch is very much the opposite. Where I could play for mm-hmm. 10 hours, I could play for 30 minutes, and I still yeah. get something good out of it. Yeah. Because mm. w- what is one match? 10 minutes? Rough. Well, depending on how many overtimes. Depending on, <laughs> depending on what happens, yeah. It could be even shorter, though, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So, Overwatch right. for Dave. Dan, 
Yeah, Widowmaker is my go-to though on Widowmaker. defense. Widowmaker. Yeah, I kind of feel, felt like I saw it coming. You were talking about her a lot before the game came she's, out. She's the best. Look yeah. at her. She's awesome. Black Widow is the best character in the game. Why does she have like uh, blue skin again? She got like capture. Oh, because they like slowed her heart rate. It's, it's, it's the stretch, I think. Anyway, Dan, yeah. what are you playing? Because she's because she's an Awoken from Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I beat Majora's Mask. Nice. I never thought, Whoa, I never thought I'd do it. <coughs> Colonel Trigger. <coughs> I'm sorry. Something's wrong with your microphone. Sorry, Mark. I had a little cough. cough That's spread. a little strange. So, um, you need to finish the game of which Mark and I have matching tattoos. I, you stop. would think I would like be all over that considering two of my closest friends have it emblazoned onto their body. It's pretty great. Yeah. I'm not going to get a tattoo, just so you know. You know what's funny? But, when literally, Dance brings up like... We're playing. Oh, I'm playing Chrono Trigger. My first thought is like, I have a tattoo of that. Did not even think about that. Isn't that kind of crazy, it. right? It's kind of cool. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you just flashed it to me. But anyway, so I beat Majora's Mask. One of the greatest Zelda games ever. Like mm. people I, like I it. love Zelda games. You know, like and I'm used to the formula. You know, three beginning dungeons. You get the Master Sword. Eight dungeons. You kill Ganon. You put him in a box. Whatever. This game, <laughs> this game had nothing to do with Ganon. It had everything to do with like, like the Chancellor in the beginning of, of Chrono Trigger, <laughs> or Sephiroth, which would be considered Magus, right? Uh, no, stop, Magnus, stop where you're, stop where you're. No, don't no. worry, you, you, don't, you know, nah. she thinks the monkey's the sultan. She thinks the monkey's <laughs> the sultan. No, anyway. but, uh, I definitely think that. You know, I was very surprised by Majora's Mask. My buddy Andrew's been telling me to play this game since it was out. Yeah. yeah. And I waited for it to come out on a whole other system to finally play it. And I got to say I'm happy because yeah. it did not hold up, but these graphics do. And the gameplay is good. So it's fun. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Overwatch I played this morning for 10 minutes before I went to work. I got to say I was totally stoked. I played Genji versus Hanzo. And oh, you can only pick one or the other. I picked Hanzo. You did that Super Shimada Brothers. I love doing that. Thing. I love doing yeah. those. I like it when the developers decide to make a match type and make it temporary. I think that's fun. Yeah, I think it's fun yeah. in any game. So that's what I did this morning. Bum. So Mark, what game are you playing? What games? Uh, um, what have I played since we? Uh, I platinumed Uncharted. It's just uh, so good. Such a it literally like, like Dave, you were saying like. You know, you want a game that does only only does story or only does gameplay. If it could do really well, Naughty Dog does it. It's so great. Like it does have pacing problems where it sometimes it it does feel like this section's going on too long than it should. But it's oh, so good. Um, but the most of my time has been playing uh, the remaster of Valkyria Chronicles, and oh, holds up pretty well. Game. Does it does because that would have been my fear. I would have. I mean, it is up. very slow paced. Like Dan, Dan have mm. you ever played? Vanco- I Vanco- I would like to. You're making it sound really good. It's like an early P. It was an early PS3 game before there were trophies. Um, yeah, it's turn based. How did you manage? Strategy. I know, right? Because you know what's funny? Because that was one of the things. Like I did everything in that game. I was like, oh, it would have been so great if this game had trophies. Yeah, so did I. I did everything. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and wait, it's so like, what kind of game is it? It's it's interesting. It's like a, it's it's a mixture of it's turn based. But when you when it's your turn, it's like you're you're on a battlefield. It's it's basically a World War Two between these like you're this little nation of Gallia and you're being invaded by the the East, Russia, basically, and the West is kind of putting pressure on you too. And it's you have like a squad. There's a tank. There's different tanks, and you have scouts and shock troopers. They call them or just guys with machine guns and lancers. Yeah, it's like it's like XCOM. Yeah, basically, okay. it's like XCOM. Actually, you know what? That's actually a really great example it's of it. It's a tactical like, RPG. Yeah, so like when you get a turn for – you have a certain amount of moves you can make, and then it's like when you move a player, you're controlling them. So mm. like you can move them to a certain spot. You can then – you know, what am I going to – which weapon am I use? Which Where am I going to hide? Only so many characters can go so long distance. And mm. it's just great. It has like this nice hand-drawn art style. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's just a gorgeous-looking game, and it, it's, it is very, very slow-paced. But in a kind of a dark game, where there's like a lot of people who just die in this game. It's like, oh, that's tragic. Mm. But uh, war is is dark. Yeah, war war is hell. War but never changes. War never changes, according to some Fallout games. But um, now, so I've been playing that a lot, and that's that's been really great. And again, Overwatch because Overwatch is dope. Three yeah. out of three. Three out Dinosaur of three. machines play Overwatch, which is what's going to happen mm. after this podcast. So let's get to it. But before then, our final segment of the night. Season two, we're now on a new t- trivial tastemaker. Our season one champion Dan with one. What is it, Golden Shamrock? I always forget. What, what do you yeah, get? Golden Shamrock. 
Whatever. Your season one champion. Season two scoreboard stands. Dan zero. Dave zero. Mark one. Hey. Hey, look who's on the board. Early leads are the scariest Proof of my knowledge of really crappy Star Wars games. I have to say, those are curveballs that we're not expecting you to hit. That's how it goes, baby. All right, Dave, I think you have our our questionnaire of the nights. Yes, yes, yes. All right, boys. All right. This is going to be one of those, uh, let's see how many you guys can go back and forth without repeating and getting stumped. (laughs) This is our only style lately. Yeah, it's good. This is one of the fairest ways to do it, I feel. Right? right? right. So, um, I'm going to be asking you guys from a, a, a particular franchise that I think we're all fans of. Uh, okay, this is Mass Effect. This is going to end pretty quickly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, this this is Mass Effect. <laughs> we're going to be going through the races, going back and forth until one of you guys gets stumped or you, or you repeat or whatever. Uh, okay? Now, qu- question I have is yes can if i don't know the name of said race can i give a very strong description of physicality well as judge jury and executioner it will be up to me in order to determine whether or not your description Crap. is adequate all right that's not fair but all right <laughs> Well, it's his week's tastemaker he he gets to choose his roles in society i, I think the taste of this mouth is bitter all right, all right. well so that's our goal. So when do we begin? All right. So as I will say that Dan is challenger and you are champion as the fact that Dan has zero points and you have a current point. So Ooh, look at this. Okay. So Dan will be starting off. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, Humming. Yes, human is... <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that was like, I had that in my pocket. S- some weird hummus. I'll take the hummus, uh, race, it sounds like. All right, human is what, what what Mark says. So, Dan? Reaper. Oh, crap. Reaver. No, I get Re- Reaper. <laughs> um, oh, God, I'm blanking. Get, uh, what is those war war people by the way it's, it is reaper reavers are from uh firefly the firefly with the, with the brown coats it's close yeah it's, it's um, fine. that's what happens to me though sorry what the hell are those lizard men Crap. who's a lizard man you know like rex and all them i don't know oh, what they're like... called uh Gro- grogan Cro- Cro- <clears throat> chad kroger no. You get, almost, you almost have it. Gro- Grogan. Krogan. 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 There All you right, go. Got it. it. Took me a second. Yeah. Geth. The Geth. There you go. God. The AI God. peeps. Uh, <laughs> Gex. Wait, Gex? No, Gex is a gecko. <laughs> what to say. We talked about Ge- it. Geth are robot Geth. people. Um, the Geth who are made by a different race. Oh, uh, Mark got a hint. Lame. Geth are made by a different race. Yeah. Oh, the Tali is one of them. Yeah, Tali is one of them. But uh, that's not. Spoilers. That's not a. That, that is not an, an answer of a race. Shut <laughs> your faces. Um, they're made. They're basically Palestinians, but I don't know what they're called. Oh wow. Um, oh, I guess they're. Well, they are. They're like they have the home, and they're trying to fight. Um. What the hell is Tali? You, you can kind of describe her, and maybe I'll allow it. Well, she's, they always wear masks. They always wear masks? What yeah. else? And they're always... What, uh, is, what are they called, though? Give me something else that's besides masks. They don't have them. a home? Their home oh. is taken. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, can, I don't know what they're called, though. Can I... Can I give the description of the jellyfish men? <laughs> the jellyfish men who <laughs> express only their emotions. They're like, sarcasm, you look great. Uh, that's two different races you're talking about, boy. Can I go with the jellyfish <laughs> men? Mark, uh, you're like spiraling out of control. I am. I can't think of any other names. You're um, flailing. Mm, I think this, is a, this is looking like a loss, buddy. This is not fair, but I have a vivid description. Okay, I'll... Jellyfish men who describe their emotions. <laughs> That's not... Those are two different races. They are? Yeah, because... I, I mean, I can save them. 
But the ones who describe their emotions are not the jellyfish people. Wait, give me like give me like a real minute here. I'm gonna think, right. I'm gonna think real hard. Fill time. Okay. Um. Uh, so Dan, can you name another one I'm to, to, on to, to seal the deal oh, after no. he Dude. fails to uh, nail in the coffin? Yeah. I'm just think of all the uh, characters. There's like Thade, but I don't know what he was. Uh, let's yeah. See. Yes, you know he's, do that guy I, is a different race. Yeah. When these kind of things come up, I pull UI up in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. go through where their names would have been. <laughs> species. That's how it goes. I know... Like, I, I like in Dan's mind, is, like, the character selection. I feel like the like Tali race the... ends with an A. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the Floria. No? Um, I get I'm gonna, I I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna pretend that Mark kind of gets... The tally race. Ooh. Could, could I'm now. That, that being said, Dan, if you can actually name one, Mark loses. Okay. Mark never a- loses. Any race, huh? Yeah. Any so you, race that wasn't You said mentioned. Krogan. You said human. You said Geth. I said Geth. Mm-hmm. Reavers. I said. Re- Reapers, yeah. Um, I said Asari. Mm-hmm. I want to say Garrus's race. Yeah, but what is Garrus? I have no I know, idea what Garrus right? is. He's like a um, cockroach. Harsh. The, um... What were those bugs? What were those bugs? What bugs are you speaking of? I'm speaking of the bugs that... Giant the, worm bugs? The end of Mass Effect 2, mm-hmm. or in Mass Effect 2, or is it 1? The, one, the ones who freeze people? You about? have the ability to exterminate the queen or set her free. Oh, Ooh, yes. I do know what you're talking about. I personally set her free because I am no genocidal maniac. Yeah, but you don't know what they're called. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. What's Tali's race, Mark? Take it a gut punch at me. See, there's like, there's that other, oh, God, I can picture all of them. I just can't think of what the hell they're called. Yeah, because the game is gorgeous. Oh, man. Like, I'll, concede the, I'll concede to Dan for the sake of patience. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the, the these, by the way, I'm I'm just gonna say Dan won this because I believe he uh, he started, so he doesn't need the last flicks, mm-hmm. right? So, cool. um, but uh, I would have preferred if he would have cleanly just won it outright. He I'm is just, he is he is describing the Rachni pretty well. Rachni, damn it! What's the okay. Wait, the what's the tally where everyone goes? The the quar- that's the quarians. Quarians. Okay. Oh. It all makes sense. And then the jellyfish people are the Hanar, who I don't think ever have a line. They, you could talk to them. The Elcor are the big guys who talk to, who talk in their emotions. Uh, what's like the doctor guy in three? Oh, more, 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 um, whatever. Morden Solis. What is he? He's a Solarian. Solarian. And the Krogan and him have a huge. And then what's like the ancient race? It was with an S. Are you talking about the Protheans? Protheans. I was thinking like the Scrotons. (laughs) (laughs) Here are some other races that you didn't get. You didn't. You. Garrus's race is the Turians. The little fat guys who need those things to breathe, or the Volus. Oh, I don't know who they are. I probably saw them, but I, I pictured them. I couldn't think those of little legged guys who walk around keeping the citadel in check, yeah. or the keepers. Oh, keepers! That would have been. Easy. What are the things that you help? Those are the keepers with the long legs. Are you talking about my wife again? You, no. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that you have to find in Mass Effect Two. Uh, Two. What's Thade? Yeah. Thade is a drill. Man, you know what's awesome? Is that all of these races are so easy to say and spell. There's that one guy who tries to kill you in uh, that other place with the the race with the six eyes. Uh, Oh, the Batarians. I was looking. I would never get that in my life. See, if you said like Star Wars races, (laughs) Star Wars, you would have been all over that. I would have been all over that. The Bothans. All right, let's let's put this pathetic show to the end. Um, so yeah, this was the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. We talked about Ori and the Blind Forest. Next um, time, we need to select what's for next time. Da-da-da-da-da-da. We need to run uh, the machine. Mark, that was a great segue. I thought great it was job. pretty good. <laughs> great job throwing it over to Dave there. I don't know what it was. It's kind of you just, did a great um, job. I appreciate that. Mm. We all did a great job. I think man. we call that a segue. A segs. A non sequitur. <laughs> a non sequitur segue. <laughs> 
Boo. And non sequitur. I like if that you can term. spell the phrase non sequitur, you win. And we need a screen share because Dave is a cheater. No, what? That's true. Why would you say that? Look at okay. him. He's so honest. All right, Dan. What is still available of our six games? Um. Well, we've got. Oh my gosh. So we just played Ori in the, Bl- the Blind Forest. Remaining on our list is Hyperlight Drifter, Aviary Attorney, Emily is Away, and Super Time Force Ultra. And if Dave, if you could please uh, rile up the machine. Running up the machine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Aviary Attorney has been chosen. Yes. wings out, baby. <laughs> yes. What you, all right, Dave. This is a Dave joint. What do we know about this, Dave? <laughs> Not much, honestly. All I know is it's it was, it, it's pretty well received, according to Steam. Secondly, you play as a, as a bird who is investigating a case and you must act like an attorney. I'm so not right? ready for this. I'm really excited about oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> well, get your tail feathers ready. This is going to be the strangest time. game we've played since uh, Pony Island. Yes. Probably. Which still isn't that weird, but... Oh, or I'm find so out. excited. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. all right. next time, if you're a returning, if you enjoyed this conversation, we would appreciate any ratings, any comments, any subscribes. And until next time, I'm Mark Magro with these other schlubs. Dave Grimma. That's me. And I'm Dan Colonna. And this is the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast. Wishing you a fair evening wherever you are in the grand world that is planet Earth with humans and only humans. No Quarians, Asaris, or any other races of aliens. Right, strong okay. strong finish. Strong I love finish. the Asari. Bye. Great. Bye everybody. Alright, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs>